Welcome back to the Essentially You podcast, all about reinventing your health with safer, cheaper, more effective natural solutions and powerful lifestyle changes so that you become the CEO of your health. I am your host, Dr. Marisa Snyder. Right now, millions of people, especially women, are struggling with low thyroid function and they have no idea. And this pandemic is not doing our thyroid any favors due to the amount of stress that many of us are dealing with for the last several months. Now this may come as a surprise to you. It definitely did to me. But even more concerning are the fact that women are often misdiagnosed as an adrenal issue or simply being tired, or their symptoms are chalked up to the spectrum of perimenopause and menopause. Now another area that we often miss with women is around two to three months postpartum. You know that time when women start complaining about their hair falling out and their nails are brittle and their skin isn't right and they haven't made the progress on their body and their health that they expected to by month three? Well, we know that up to 24% of women in postpartum are dealing with thyroid issues as well, especially low thyroid function. Now, there is no one more surprised than me when I was diagnosed with low thyroid function due to Hajimoto's thyroiditis, which is a common and often overlooked autoimmune condition, which I will be diving deeper into next Friday as I continue this conversation and go deeper into the root causes of autoimmune conditions that affect the thyroid along with low thyroid function itself. Now, it felt like my diagnosis couldn't have come at a worse time in my life, and I bet so many of us feel that way. Because two years ago last month, I was 38, I was about to be 39, and my husband and I decided that we were going to start to try to extend our family from two to three. And at this time, we'd been married for almost five years. We will be married six years this coming October. And we had done all the traveling that we had wanted to do. We've done so many things together. And we knew that it was really time to bring on another member into our family. And I remember it being the same month that we decided it was time for us to start our family of three that I got this diagnosis. Now, I knew that low thyroid function negatively impacted fertility and reproductive hormones. So with that information and the fact that I was 38, I decided to focus on healing my body before embarking on the journey into pregnancy. Because let's be honest, that is an epic journey. It's a journey I'm on right this second. And it felt like the best decision for myself and our potential baby. So for a full year, I focused on getting my Hajimoto's into remission because at the end of the day, you don't ever cure a autoimmune condition. You can get it into remission so that it's not showing up and you get your immune system in check. But at the end of the day, it's really important to get the autoimmune condition into remission. Now, I've devoted an entire episode to this. It was episode 88. And I also recently shared on episode 215 that just happened a couple weeks ago, which supplements to take for thyroid support, many of which I took over the last year and are still taking today during my pregnancy. So now that I'm pregnant, I am so grateful that I waited until my body was healthy and my hormones, especially my reproductive hormones, were pretty balanced. I I did share and divulge the fact that I had a little bit of low progesterone and I was able to address that as well. And I have another episode that I just did last week on that topic. I think it was episode 217. And the thing is, is that the extra year 
was well worth it to me because I feel so much better. Well, I just don't know what it would have been like had I tried to get pregnant during a time where my body was so just in a state of struggle. Now, it's no surprise because of my Hajimoto's and thyroid journey that I do get a lot of questions about low thyroid function and even in relation to fertility and menstrual cycle irregularities. And the thing is, is it's all so connected. Your thyroid absolutely impacts your menstrual cycle and impacts ovulation and fertility. And because today is Q&A Friday, I'm going to be answering a question sent in by Valerie. And Valerie asked, How do you know if you have low thyroid function? My thyroid stimulating hormone keeps coming back normal, but I feel so sluggish. And my weight, it won't budge. I have other symptoms too. Am I crazy or is there another way to figure this out? Now this is such a great question because what is happening with Valerie happens to a lot of us. It happened to me, right? I definitely had Hajimoto's years prior to getting diagnosed and I had low thyroid function for definitely a year or two. I could just feel it. Yet when we ran just kind of the standard baseline labs, the thyroid stimulating hormone and T4, which we're gonna get into more extensively, everything just kept showing up normal. So I want to dive into the labs today. I wanna share with you what you wanna request and demand and what to look out for when it comes to having your labs done and thyroid issues. Like what does it look like when your thyroid is not working properly? Because symptoms are the first indicator that something isn't right, the labs are the next thing to confirm that diagnosis. So what I wanna do is I wanna get into the symptoms of low thyroid function because there are many. Now, what I'm going to do is I'm going to focus on the most common of them, but here's the deal. There's over 300 different symptoms, and the reason for this is that thyroid hormone, which is known as T3, binds to receptor sites on every single cell of the body, and the reason for that is because it's driving cellular metabolism. Now, when I say cellular metabolism, what I'm saying is that your cells, them doing the work to function and make sure that your body is running at peak capacity, that is cellular metabolism. There's so much that's going on inside of your cells every single second of the day, but a lot of it's geared by your thyroid hormone. So if we have issues with your cellular metabolism in every single one of your cells in the body, hence we will definitely see a lot of different signs and symptoms show up. So here are the most common signs and symptoms that we see with a thyroid disorder. Cold hands and feet, indigestion, gas, bloating, sluggish digestion, constipation, fatigue, especially in the afternoon, but even in the morning, it can happen any time of the day, foggy thinking, also known as brain fog, never sweating, getting sick often, so chronic infections or chronic colds, swelling, chronic candida, which is affecting your gut, dark circles under the eyes, acne, dry skin, brittle, nails, and also hair falling out or getting brittle, headaches and migraines, joint and muscle pain, irregular periods, infertility, loss of sex drive, anxiety, depression, and sugar cravings. Now, probably the most noticeable symptom of hypothyroidism, low thyroid function, is gonna be weight gain. That happens in so many people, including myself, 
This is related to a slower than normal metabolism because again, T3 is running metabolism in the body. And if it's not binding appropriately because there's not enough of it, then your metabolism is gonna slow down significantly. Now your metabolism is responsible for converting calories into energy what your cells need to actually function when this process slows down, your body isn't using the extra calories and it ends up storing them as fat, especially visceral fat around the liver and the abdominal area. Now, weight gain in hypothyroidism isn't necessarily sudden. You'll gradually notice mild to moderate weight gain. You'll also find that weight gain is practically impossible to lose because it's dealing with the fact that we are lacking in that T3 hormone. Also, you may notice that no matter what you do, whether you are exercising or dieting or just eating carrots, nothing budges, right? That's kind of like a tall tale sign that something isn't right. And on top of that, you may feel bloated and extra constipated because your digestive system is completely slowing down. Now, those are the signs and symptoms I want you to look at and be thinking to yourself, huh, those are making sense to me. If they are, it's important that you go get labs done because unfortunately you can't self-diagnose a thyroid condition. Now, what can happen here, especially with early stages of hypothyroidism or subclinical hypothyroidism, like we like to call it, the thyroid gland is still producing a sufficient amount of thyroid hormones so the test may not pick up. So that's why we're gonna go into some extensive testing to figure out what is going on. Other important things to be looking out for is that you may feel like some of your symptoms are simply harmless. You're not sleeping as well, you got mood swings, you're kind of tired, you're getting these headaches. Honestly, we chalk that up to everyday living. However, those can be some early signs and symptoms, like the little little bit of weight gain, little bit of constipation, all of a sudden we're noticing that they start to stack on each other and we've got a low thyroid issue. So again, If you are suspecting, if you're questioning, it is worth going and running this full thyroid panel. And you've got to demand these tests, right? Because your doctor is going to just want to run your thyroid-stimulating hormone and T4. And unfortunately, if you're in the early stages, it is not enough information. So here we go. You're going to want the full panel to see what's going on. Now, if your doctor isn't willing to run this full panel, luckily there are online places, online laboratories that will run the full panel. You can order at home. So just a heads up, it's totally doable to order at home. You can just Google thyroid testing, thyroid lab testing. I know I think it's ZRT Labs that does it, but there's a lot of different hormone testing sites that are popping up these days because they recognize that doctors are not running the labs that we need. So just a heads up there. So here is the full list of comprehensive thyroid panel to determine thyroid function. So you definitely do want thyroid stimulating hormone. You want T3 total, so you wanna know what's all available in the body. You want T4 total because that's what's gonna convert to T3. You want T3 free, you want free T4, you want reverse T3, you want T3 uptake, you want your antibodies tested as well. So we wanna know, are we dealing with an autoimmune condition? So you want the TGAB antibodies, you want the TPO antibodies, the thyroglobulin antibodies, and you want the thyroid binding globulin antibodies for potentially checking out if you've got Graves or not. And here's the thing about Hajimoto's that I just wanna share really quickly, is that Hajimoto's, as it's targeting the thyroid, the immune system is targeting your thyroid because it's a mistaken identity, 
what's going to happen is your thyroid is going to try to adjust. So some days you may have symptoms of hyperthyroid issues, and some days you may have symptoms of hypo. Eventually, if it continues to target the thyroid long enough, you're going to damage the thyroid enough that you're only going to start to see hypothyroid symptoms because the thyroid is damaged. It's not able to produce enough T3 hormone. Other labs that I want you to run, because this is super important, Two of the main root causes for low thyroid function is an autoimmune condition like Hajimoto's thyroiditis, like me. So ding, ding, ding. That's like 90% of people. And then you've got nutrient deficiencies as well that can be playing a big role. Now you can have both. I definitely had both. It's very common, but both are playing a role. So I want to take a look at those nutrient deficiencies if you are struggling in that department as well. So vitamins and minerals that are key to converting T4 inactive hormone to T3 active hormone is ferritin, vitamin D, B12 at the very least, or homocysteine as well. So you want to be looking at those markers. Again, these are in typical blood panels. So just ask for ferritin. That is an iron marker, clearly vitamin D, B12, and then homocysteine. I would love to see all the B vitamins run. And then also, if you've got a thyroid issue, most likely you've got a sugar imbalanced issue as well. So want to look at the sugar levels. So I want to look at fasting blood sugar levels, so fasting glucose, the HA1C marker, and then insulin, fasting insulin, if you can get that looked at as well. And then a lipid panel too, because again, we're talking about metabolism here, total cholesterol, LDL, HDL, and triglycerides. So a lipid panel, sugar panel, vitamin and mineral panel, and the full shebang thyroid panel. And if you're thinking to yourself, I'm in a car, I'm doing something right now, I'm on the Peloton, or whatever you're doing at this moment, you are getting dinner ready, and you don't have a pen and paper, I do have an epic guide that I'm going to be sharing with you today, which is my hormone and thyroid lab testing guide. So your lab normals are in there, why you should run certain labs, how to run certain labs. I mean, it's the whole shebang. It is, you know, it's basically a comprehensive reference guide that you can use, and it's going to be in this episode for 219. So I just want to make sure I got you covered. All of these things will be in there as well. Now, I want you to know that this is super important in terms of testing. Right now, due to my pregnancy, I am getting tested every five weeks to see if I need to make changes to my protocols while I'm pregnant. A little unknown fact, your baby and body, if you're pregnant, needs a lot of thyroid hormone to grow and function. So especially as you move through the trimesters, you will need more thyroid hormone. Now, I'm not going to pretend I'm on thyroid hormone. I've got a supplement because I didn't catch my thyroid issue soon enough. And I did enough damage where my thyroid may not ever be the same. So I take thyroid hormone and we're always checking my levels to make sure that they're optimal for me and the baby. So I just wanted to give you a heads up. Now I want to spend a little bit of time breaking down these labs a little bit so that you have some context. So why they're important in case you got to like argue your point in the doctor's office. Here's the thing. So that first thyroid lab that most people are running, most doctors are running, is going to be the thyroid stimulating hormone. Now, I will tell you right now, it is not enough to diagnose or manage your thyroid condition. There is a big push from thyroid advocacy groups, including functional doctors, against the blindness of doctors using the thyroid stimulating hormone lab to treat thyroid patients and even to diagnose thyroid patients. Here's a few reasons for that. First, Normal ranges used by conventional doctors are way too wide. They're too big. 
and you're going to slip through the cracks in these normal ranges. When you're looking at normal ranges, it's like 0.5 to 5, where functional doctors and integrative practitioners want to see a healthy person at a range of 1 to 2. Anything over 2 is cause for concern. Next, when we're looking at thyroid hormone, specifically the hormone that's binding to those receptor sites, this means like when your T3 is working properly, you've got the beautiful hair, you've got the healthy nails, optimal gut health, sharp mind and mood, you have a sufficient amount of this hormone, it's not T4. So measuring T4 is not where we want to go. So interestingly enough, T3 hormone is produced from T4 by a metabolic conversion that happens in the gut and liver. Can you see how you could have a sufficient amount of T4 hormone, but your T3 is low, you're going to feel pretty crappy. So if they're only looking at thyroid stimulating hormone and T4, we don't know what's going on in that conversion. And that conversion can just be in the crapper and you still feel like crap. Now, the other thing I want to mention is when we're looking at T4, the usually what we're giving people, we're giving them drugs like Synthroid, which is a synthetic version of T4. This can also be problematic because you still need to convert that T4 to T3 to feel good. And if you're not converting it properly because your liver and your gut are not happy, you will not feel fully functional. So it's important to not just test T4 and T3. You want to make sure that you're looking at all of it. So we're looking at total T4, total T3, and free T4 and free T3 too. And what free means is it's unbound to the protein molecule and available for the body's receptors to use so that you can function properly. And honestly, if T3 isn't binding to those receptor sites, then psh, I don't know what we're doing. So next, we need to see if there's an autoimmune component. Again, 90% of thyroid conditions in developing countries are due to autoimmune conditions such as Hajimoto's and Graves. This means one thing. Our immune system primarily is in trouble and it's targeting the thyroid gland. So if you have Hajimoto's or Grave, you don't necessarily have a thyroid disease, but you have an autoimmune condition that impacts the thyroid. So how do you confirm you have Hajimoto's or Graves? You've got to test for the antibodies. You've got to test for TPO, which is thyroxine peroxidase, and the TGB, which is thyroglobulin antibodies. And you just ask for those two tests. Again, I'll have them in my reference guide. And as I mentioned earlier, along with the thyroid labs, you want to look at those key vitamins and minerals that are a key to converting T4 and T3 in the liver and the gut. Vitamin and mineral deficiencies are very common in most people today. This is due to a combination of reasons. Poor soil conditions, where we grow our food, poor diet, but also potentially poor compromised gut issues where we're not actually bringing in our food and absorbing it properly. Now, if you want to dive deeper into the supplements that you need to support your thyroid, go check out episode 215, which just aired a couple weeks ago. In that episode, which I'll have in the show notes for this episode, I go into all of the supplements and why. And I can't emphasize this point enough. I do not know where I would be right now without my supplement protocols. They were game-changing and still are to this day. And the last thing I want to add to this episode is where do you start? There's a lot of information that we covered today. We covered the symptoms of thyroid dysfunction. We covered the labs, why they're important, what we really need to be looking out for. But 
it's most important is once you get those labs run, you get the diagnosis, you've got the low thyroid function, it's time to do three important things. You gotta get off the gluten stat, you gotta regulate your blood sugar levels, and you gotta address those nutrient deficiencies. And lastly, if you got some bonus, you're gonna need to reduce those stress levels as well. These three to four things are game changers and you will start to feel better within a month when you're addressing these major players. Now, next Friday, I'm gonna be diving into the root causes of Hajimoto's and how to address it because again, this is gonna be the third time I said it, 90% of thyroid issues stem from an autoimmune condition. So if there is someone in your life who needs to hear this information today and definitely needs to hear it next week on Friday's episode, let them know, give them a heads up, send them the link and plug them in. Lastly, as I mentioned, because I know I covered so much, especially around the lab testing today, I do have my bonus lab testing reference guide in the show notes. It goes over all the labs that I talked about, plus all the hormone labs that are super incredible too, because again, it's all connected. This is an invaluable asset and a resource that I want you to have so that you can navigate what's going on with you and your body and your hormones. You will find the guide in the show notes for episode 219, And as always, thank you so much for joining me today on the Essentially You podcast. I know this was a big episode. We covered so much ground here. And I'm super excited for next week's episode, not only the Hajimoto's one that's happening on Friday, but next Tuesday, I'm bringing back a fan favorite, Lisa Hendrickson-Jack. And we're going to be talking about mastering your menstrual cycle and optimizing your fertility. And here's the thing, Lisa's also going to be talking about the thyroid just a little bit because it's so interconnected. It's a part of her story. And I'm so excited for you guys to listen to this episode to get the lowdown on your menstrual cycle and optimizing fertility. So until then, I hope you're having a wonderful summer week. I hope you're not burning up like I'm burning up in my house right now. And I look forward to seeing you then. Bye.